Good morning, church. Thank you so very much for being part of our online worship assembly this morning. As I always tell you, and I want to remind you, especially now with everything that we're going through, I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for being the Christian people that you are. Whether you're a member here at McDermott Road or you've been visiting with us, I know we've had so many people that have sort of been honorary members of McDermott Road since all of this began because you're not able to gather with a church family in your area. You've been part of our online worship assembly and we want you to know we are so glad that we've been able to go through this storm together. You know, storms are kind of scary, whether we're talking about actual physical storms, hurricanes like just hit uh, the Gulf this week, or blizzards or tornadoes. I grew up in Kansas where we experienced a lot of those storms, whether they they be physical storms, literal storms, or whether they be metaphors for the things that we go through in life, they can be incredibly devastating. They can be incredibly terrifying. Thankfully, now we live in an era where sometimes, a lot of times, we have, we have some time to prepare for the storms that are coming. Before the, the hurricanes uh, hit the Gulf, we, we had some warning. We were able to prepare and to know this is probably coming and this is probably going to be bad and there's going to be a lot of devastation. Even where I grew up in Kansas, we didn't have a lot of warning before a tornado happened, but the, the meteorologists knew that Tonight, there's, there's going to be a chance for thunderstorms or there's going to be a chance for tornadoes, so you better be prepared. Can you imagine living in a time or a place where they didn't have any sort of warning, no time to prepare? If you had lived in the time of Jesus, if you had lived in the first century, there, there would be no flash flood watches there would be no hurricane watches. There would be no blizzard warnings. No, nobody would tell you ahead of time, hey, this storm is probably coming today. Or this storm might be coming in a week. Or you might want to batten down the hatches. You might want to prepare because this bad storm is coming. Nobody would tell you it just happened. A, a hurricane would just happen. A flash flood would just happen. A thunderstorm would just happen. And you were either prepared or you weren't. You had to live prepared because those kinds of events would just happen without any warning. And I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I feel about 2020 as a whole, you know? I just kind of feel like this year took me by surprise. I was unprepared. I was unprepared for the emotion of it all. I was unprepared for the way things would change in a moment. I I keep thinking about that Wednesday night, the the last Wednesday night when we were still meeting in person and how everything still felt so normal. And and we knew that something might happen or we knew that this pandemic was growing and we knew that some changes would, would likely have to come, but we had no idea what was in store. We had no idea about the isolation. We had no idea about the distancing. We had no idea about things shutting down. And and personally, just personally, this is just Wes. I, I think that in many ways, I was unprepared for this period of my life. And I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel right now in the midst of all of this, whether or not you feel like you were prepared or not. But, but here's the thing. Another storm is coming. 
I don't know when, I'm not trying to be a prophet here, I don't know when another storm is coming, but whether that be for you personally or for us collectively as a congregation, as a community, as a nation, as a world, another storm is coming. We know that, don't we? We know that there's probably not just one storm coming. We know that there are multiple storms coming. We know that our life is going to be filled with difficulty and challenge, heartbreak, and even at times devastation. The question is, are you prepared for that next storm? Are you prepared for the storm that's coming? I don't know when it's going to come, and neither do you. I don't know if the next storm is in another week or in another month or in another year or, or a decade from now. We don't know the answer to that question, but we know that it's coming. And the question is, are you prepared? Are you prepared for whatever, for whatever life throws at you? You know and I know that a storm is coming and the question is, are you prepared? And that's what this series this month has been all about. We're wrapping up today this series, You Are Here. And this series has been all about self-reflection, self-evaluation. And one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, am I prepared for life storms? Am I prepared for the next storm? Am I prepared for the next thing that I'm going to have to go through spiritually? Am I prepared for the next thing I'm going to have to go through emotionally? Am I prepared for my family's next storm? Am I prepared for my community's next storm? Am I prepared for my nation's next storm? Am I prepared for the next storm of life? And the question, of course, on our mind then is how do we prepare? I'm glad you asked because that's exactly what Jesus shares with us how to prepare for life storm. So let's look at our text this morning, which is from Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Again, this is the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And we know this, this passage, don't we? We probably grew up, you might have grown up singing this song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. But it's not just a children's song. <laughs> there could be nothing in the world more serious than this text right here. He says, if you want to be wise, Jesus says, if you want to be wise, if you want your house, your life to be built upon, founded upon the rock, then what do you do? You hear the words of Jesus and everybody that was standing there, everyone who was sitting there, everyone who heard this sermon on the mount, they all heard it. The question is, will they do it? Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, and does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So what, what words of Jesus is he talking about? What are these words of his that we should hear and do, that the people that were there in his day at that time in that audience, what are the words that they should hear and do? It's everything that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. I went through and I kind of bullet pointed the Sermon on the Mount just for my own benefit. What is it? What is it that Jesus said 
hear it. But don't just hear it, do it. Don't just be hearers, be doers. If you want to be wise, if you want to be prepared for life storms, then hear these words and do them. Be poor in spirit, mourn, be meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness, be merciful, be pure in heart, be peacemakers. Rejoice and be glad when you're persecuted. Did you hear it? Rejoice and be glad when you're persecuted. Let your light shine before others. Make reconciliation top priority. Be faithful to your spouse with your eyes, in your heart, with your life. Speak nothing but truth. When someone hurts you, retaliate with love and kindness. Give, pray, fast, secretly. We just spent the last 24 hours in prayer, secretly, in our own homes, with the Lord. This is what you do to prepare for life storms. Pray, give, fast. When people hurt you, don't hurt them back. Retaliate with love and kindness. Be meek, be merciful. Rejoice when you're persecuted. Forgive. Be devoted to God and despise wealth. Did you hear what he says? Matthew chapter 6, go read it. Be devoted to God and despise wealth. Don't worry about the future, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Seek the kingdom. Don't be a critic. Trust God to take care of you so that you can take care of others, so that you can do for others what you wish that others would do for you. Beware of false prophets. Do the Father's will. Jesus says, you want to prepare for what's coming? You want to be ready for life's next storm? You want to be like a wise man whose house is built on the rock? Then don't just listen to me. Do what I tell you to do. Don't just listen. Do it. If you listen and do it, you'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Do what, Lord Jesus? Do what, Messiah? Do what, Master? Be merciful. Be a peacemaker. Forgive people. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. When someone slaps you on the cheek, turn, let them slap the other cheek. When someone forces you to go a mile, go with them too. When someone sues you and wants to take one piece of clothing, give them two. Retaliate with love. Jesus says, you want to be prepared? This is how you prepare. You want to be ready for what's coming? This is how you do it. Give, pray, fast, secretly. Be devoted to God. Despise wealth. All of the things that he says on the Sermon on the Mount. He doesn't just want you to believe that he's the Messiah. He doesn't just want you to give mental assent to that truth. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to obey him. He wants you to be his disciple. 
Someone who sits at his feet and says, teach me how to be like you. Teach me how to love my enemies. Teach me how to pray for those who persecute me. Teach me how to be meek. Teach me how to be poor in spirit. Teach me how to mourn. Teach me how to be a peacemaker. Teach me to retaliate with love. Teach me, Lord Jesus. And he says, if you listen, and if you follow, and if you do this, you will be like a wise man whose house is built on the rock. Now look at verse 25. He says, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. Which house? The wise man's house. The disciple's house. On the house of the one who listens to and does what Jesus says to do. Guess what? Storm's still coming, right? The storm is still coming. Even on the wise man's house, the storm is still coming. It's still going to rain on the wise man's house. The floods are still going to rise up all around the wise man's house. The winds are going to beat on the wise man's house. The storm is still coming to the wise. The, the storm is still coming to the obedient. The storm is still coming to the disciple. The storm is still coming. You're, you're not going to avoid the storm. The storm is still coming. Sometimes we think, well, if I do what Jesus tells me to do, I won't have to deal with the storm. Wrong. You're still going to have to deal with the storm. You're still going to have to deal with enemies. You're still going to have to deal with heartbreak. You're still going to have to deal with incredibly difficult and challenging things. You're not going to avoid life's storms by following Jesus. You won't. Obeying Jesus doesn't prevent the storms of life. But here's what he says. When all of this happens, the rain and the floods and the wind, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Following Jesus doesn't help you avoid the storm. It helps you survive the storm. Right? You don't avoid the storm by following Jesus. You survive the storm by following Jesus. And Jesus knew the next storm, the next big storm that the people of Jerusalem and all of Israel would have to endure. He knew what was coming. He knew that in the coming years, within the lifetime of almost everybody with whom he was speaking, all of his audience, within their lifetime, the zealots would become even more zealous for the law and they would be even more tired of being pushed around by the Romans. They were even more tired of these corrupt Gentiles that were stomping on them and on their country. And they were tired of it. They were sick of it. They didn't want any more of it. And so the zealots kept rebelling and pushing back and fighting harder and harder and harder. And Rome was tired of that. And they wanted to bring Jerusalem and Israel back under their thumb. And so the two forces kept Pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And within the lifetime of Jesus' audience, Jerusalem would fall with a devastating fall. Jesus knew the storm that was coming. 
Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. Jesus knew what all of this zealous fervor and anger and rebellion was going to lead to. He knew what was coming. And he says, if you want to survive the storm, listen to me and do what I tell you to do. Listen to me and obey me and you'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The storm's still gonna come. The rain's still gonna beat against the house. The the winds are gonna come. The floods are gonna rise up, but you will not fall if you listen to me and do what I command you. But look at verses 26 and 27. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, what do they have in common? Both the wise man and the foolish man, they both hear the words of Jesus. One does them and one does not do them. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Jesus is talking to an audience and he knows that some people there will be wise and will listen to him, will believe him, will obey him. When he says, blessed are the meek, they believed it. When he says, blessed are you when people persecute you and revile you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, they believed it. When he said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, they believed it and they did it. They loved their enemies. They didn't just say, well, that was just kind of hyperbole and, you know, Jesus was just, you know, who knows what he really meant by that. Turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, give them your cloak. They did it. They did it. But then there were other people there that said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to live that way. We can't possibly live that way. We're going to take what's ours. We're going to be strong. Forget being meek. We're going to be powerful. We're going to do what needs to be done and take what needs to be taken and have what we want to have. And Jesus says, that foolishness is like building your house on sand. It's like building your house on sand. And when the storm comes, you will fall. Your house will fall. And listen, and great was the fall of it. It's exactly what happened. Jerusalem fell. If you've never taken the time to read the history of what happened in 70 AD when Jerusalem fell, when Israel was reconquered by the Romans. Go read that. How they crushed the zealot rebellion. Go read that. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Josephus says over a million were killed in Jerusalem. Tens of thousands of people were taken as slaves. Great was the fall of it. Why? They didn't listen to Jesus. They didn't do what he told them to do. They didn't seek the kingdom. They were worried, what are we going to eat? 
And what are we going to drink? And what are we going to wear? And they sought after the things the Gentiles seek after. And like foolish men, they built their house on the sand. And when the storm came, their house fell and great was the fall of it. The Sermon on the Mount ends and the text says, when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Because Jesus knew this wasn't a guess. This wasn't speculation. This wasn't his opinion. This was truth. If you continue on the path you're on, you're building your house on the sand, and when the storm comes, it will fall, and great will be its fall. But if you listen to me, you'll be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. If you listen and do what I'm telling you, you'll be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the storm's still going to come. But you will not fall. You will survive the storm. If you listen and if you do what I tell you. Jesus isn't guessing. This isn't his opinion. This is truth. But it's not just truth for their generation. Even though I, I think there's echoes of the, the storm that's coming for the people of his immediate audience. This truth is always true. And it's true not just in a temporal sense, but in an eternal sense as well. There's a final storm coming too. But there are other storms that you and I are going to have to weather in our life. You have storms that are coming, both for you personally, maybe for your family, maybe for our community, maybe for our country, maybe for our world. There are storms coming. The question is, are you prepared for those storms? How do you prepare for those storms? By listening to and doing what Jesus says to do. Be the people he's calling us to be. The foolish people to whom Jesus was talking, they brought about the fall of their own house because they refused to listen to the meek and gentle, faithful and loving Messiah, Jesus. And they said, we don't want to do things his way. And church, can't we be self-reflective enough? Can't we evaluate ourselves enough to realize that we have a tendency to foolishly be unprepared for life storms because we don't really want to do things Jesus' way. We don't really want to be the people Jesus is calling us to be. We want to chase after, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? How can I be wealthy? How can I be healthy? How can I have strength? How can I have all the things that everybody else has? How can I have the comfort and luxury that everybody else in the world has? We think that's the blessed life. And because we think that's the blessed life, and because we seek after these things, we find ourselves ill-prepared for the storms of life. Right? The more in love with comfort and luxury we are, the more unprepared we will be for whenever the next storm comes. But the more we are faithful and trusting and joyful 
and loving and generous and kind and meek and poor in spirit, the better prepared we will be for the storms of life. Do do we recognize how when when something happens that doesn't go our way, I don't know if, if you're like me, when something doesn't go your way, it's frustrating and irritating, isn't it? Because I had a plan. I wanted things to go like this, but instead a storm happened. And my reaction, my reaction in that moment, how do I react to the rain coming down and the floods coming up and the wind beating against my house? How do I respond? How do I react when I'm slapped on one cheek, when someone forces me to go a mile, when someone tries to sue me and take my tunic? How do I react? How do I respond? If I respond in a godly way, if I respond in a spirit-filled way, it will be because I was prepared. And if I respond in a fleshly, worldly way, ungodly way, it will be because I wasn't prepared, I wasn't listening to and doing what Jesus says to do. Let's end with this thought. You can't avoid the storms, but in Jesus you can survive them. You can't avoid the storms. You can't avoid the storms. You are enduring a storm right now. We're all enduring a storm right now. And I I wish I could tell you, this is the last one. COVID-19, last storm you'll have to deal with. Nope, probably not. Unless Jesus comes back, there's going to be more storms. We're still going to have to deal with challenges and upsets and things that we didn't expect to happen. You can't avoid the storms, but in Jesus, you can survive them. You can survive whatever life throws at you. You can survive devastating news. You can survive persecution. You can survive rejection. You can survive heartache if you listen to and obey Jesus. Hopefully we're allowing this storm right now to draw us even closer to Jesus so that when we come out of this storm, we are more prayerful, we are more dependent on Jesus, and we reflect better the words of the Sermon on the Mount. That's what I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful that when we get past COVID-19, we are a changed, transformed, different kind of people because these trials have taught us perseverance and character. I hope we allow this moment, this era in our life to draw us closer to Jesus so that in Jesus we will be more prepared for the next storm of life. The only way, the only way to survive life storms is by taking refuge in Jesus, is to be meek, to be poor in spirit, to be willing to suffer persecution, to be prayerful, to be faithful. That's why we focused this month on self-evaluation, self-reflection, prayer, and fasting, and self-disciplines last month. Why we're focused on during this era of our life, let's make sure we're even more prepared for the next storm than we were for this one. Because you can't avoid life storms. But in Jesus, you can survive them.
Church, we want to help each other to survive this storm and to survive the next by encouraging each other to take refuge in Jesus. By being baptized into him, yes, but also by listening to his every word and being the people that he calls us to be. So church, if we can help you to take refuge in Jesus, if we can help you put Jesus on in baptism, or we can help you to have the encouragement that you need, if we can pray for you, if there's anything that we can do for you, do not hesitate to reach out to us. We love you and we appreciate you and we thank you for being with us this morning.